Welcome to the August 22nd, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 22, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 22, beginning in verse 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. Cast out the scoffer, and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. The lazy man says, There is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. He who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Make no friendship with an angry man And with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge, one of those who is surety for debts, 
if you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Friends, I have a special treat for you today. I have a first-year Karis Bible College student, and I have Willie Thiessen with me today. And Willie, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad to be here, and I'm excited for what the Lord's going to speak through me. Okay, good. Willie, we just finished reading Proverb 22, and if you would, um, which verse or verses spoke to you today? Um, as I was reading yesterday, um, reading through Proverbs 22, um, one of the verses that stuck out to me was verse 4 that says, True humility and fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and a long life. And I see that as being a promise, um, us being humble. Too many people see humility as um, thinking of yourself lower than somebody else. Um, but humility is actually just thinking of others higher than yourself and putting them above you. And another verse that stuck out to me, Proverbs talks a lot about correction, uh, is verse 15. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Um, a lot of times it, 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 it takes work, but it's, it's effortless change. But we need to pursue God, and we need to seek God, and we need to be able to take correction. A lot of times people don't want to take correction, and they lose wisdom because of that. So those were the two verses that really stuck out to me in this, is taking correction, and it's all through the Proverbs, but taking correction, and that's how we gain wisdom and understanding. Wow, Willie, you know, you are only 19 years old, and so um, I'm going to go a little bit different direction the way I ordinarily go on Tuesday. I'd like to know a little bit about your childhood. Um, the people listening today do not know who you are, so if you would, tell us a little bit about your childhood, where you come from, tell us about your family, and just share with us. Well, I, uh, I was born in Oklahoma, lived most of my life in Kansas until I moved here for Karis Bible College. Um, but being young, I always, always had a lot of fun. Uh, school always was fun to me. I, I'm the type of person that likes to be early everywhere I go. My brothers weren't always the same, and so uh, always kind of messed with me that they were slow. But I loved school. I enjoyed school. I had fun. Um, but one thing that was different with me is there weren't very many people that enjoyed hanging out with me, it seemed. And so whenever I had turned 14, um, I was able to start hanging out. And the friends I hung out with weren't the greatest of friends. Uh, and they, they left me multiple times. And so my brother, my older brother, actually took me in to his friend group. And I know for a lot of families, it's very interesting. There's not very many older brothers that would do something like that, but, but he cared for me, whether he wanted me around him or not, he cared for me. And that, that really spoke to me, his love and his, his contentment with who he was. And he's, he's always been a very, very content man. And he, he took me into his friend group. Um, I started hanging out with them and I really felt included in that group for a while. Um, until a new guy started coming to our church, his name is John, um, and I started hanging out with him. And and I remember when I started hanging out with him, he 
he had just barely gotten born again, and I didn't really have a very strong desire for the Lord, but he he was just on fire, and uh, we would hang out on Sundays all day, and, and he would talk most of the time, and um, and I just remember I just I didn't really have a desire to hear what he had to say, and so and so, um, but eventually he he kind of put that desire in me and that fire in me, and uh, and I went to a men's Bible study one night. Um, it was a bonfire. It was in the summer. Um, and I just remember a man there, he was just, he spoke pretty much the whole time for probably two or three hours straight and just, just sharing his excitement for the Lord. And, and he, he's just one of those men when he's, he's on fire, he's really on fire. And, and I just remember seeing him so excited for Jesus and excited to see what Jesus was going to do in his life and in the future. And I just remember leaving there thinking to myself, man, God, he has something that I want. He has a joy that I can't understand. He has, he has peace, and he just has such an excitement for you, and it's something that I want. Um, and so I started seeking the Lord more. Um, I started reading the Word, and, and God started revealing things to me, and he started giving me that kind of peace and that kind of joy and the kind of passion that that man had for the Word. Um, but this was before I was Spirit-filled yet, so there was a lot of uh, up and down. You know, one day I would be doing good, and the next, I would, uh, I would mess up, and I would condemn myself for it. And so, last year, I, uh, I went to a Bible study. The boss that I worked for, he, uh, we did residential construction, and he was spirit-filled, but I didn't realize it. I didn't find that out until last year. He's a very, very wise man on how he deals with people and on what to share, when to share it. And so, I went to one of his Bible studies once on Tuesday nights. He always had a Bible study where he would watch the Karis live Bible study and, and discuss it. And he always invited people over to his house. And I just remember this one night I was there, I don't remember who was speaking, but um, after the Bible study, a man there, he had said, I have a friend that we need to pray for. Um, and she's, she's going through something in her life and, and we need everything to work out for her. And so he prayed. And after he had finished praying, he said, anybody else that needs to pray, you go ahead and go for it. And so the room was quiet for a little bit. I was sitting beside this man, and all of a sudden I started to hear him pray in tongues. And it didn't, it didn't scare me. It didn't worry me. I might have heard a little bit about it before. Um, and that just boosted my curiosity. And so after that, for about a month or a month and a half, I was working with my boss. I had already become independent before that. I, I started working by myself. But I think the Holy Spirit worked it out that for about a month, I worked with him, so every day I was able to ask him questions about certain things that I didn't understand. And, and the thing that was really cool is he would always point me to the Word. You know, he never gave me his, his uh, this is what I think. He, he always said, go and read this, come back to me and tell me what you think. Tell me what you find in it, and then we'll discuss. And so I really love that about him. He's a very wise man, a very good friend of mine. And he always, he always pointed me to the Word, and so um, he started... Uh, teaching me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and healing and all that. I didn't understand that. I hadn't grown up with that. So I was, I was very curious. I was on fire for it. And I really had a desire to learn. And I just remember um, one day after he had, he had already taught me multiple things, I just remember one day I had left work and I told him, I want this. And so I went home and this was, this was on a Wednesday night. My church always had youth Bible study. And I just remember 
um, this Wednesday night, I had went home and I was getting ready for the Bible study. And I just said, Lord, your word says that John baptized with water for repentance, but there's coming one after that will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I just remember asking Jesus, I want you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I just remember that evening, I had such an excitement. I had such an energy that I hadn't had before. And that's, that's kind of a brief story of my life. For me, my testimony really starts after I had gotten Spirit-filled because that's, that's really where life began for me. That's where the Holy Spirit started revealing things to me that I had never seen in the Word. There's verses that I had read multiple times, but I had never, I had never read them. I had never seen them. My spirit didn't catch it. And now all of a sudden, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit started speaking revelation to me that I hadn't seen before. And it was, it was very, very amazing. And so that's kind of a short story of my life. Wow, Willie, that's so good. And, you know, I appreciate you telling us <clears throat> and how that came about. And it just happened about a year ago. But you're 19 years old. I kind of want to go back just a step. You mentioned that you come from a family with seven brothers and one sister. Now, it's hard for me to imagine what that must be like because I, I had one brother and one sister. But if you would share about that, the relationship you have with your brothers and sisters and your, you know, the, the early church experience going there. And then we'll come back to where you just left off. Okay. Um, so I started um, from when, when I can remember till about 14 years old. I had went to a very, very legalistic church. So I, I have Mennonite background. And so, and so that's where I come from. And just very religious background, a lot of, uh, you know, dress code and, and things that you can't do. And there's, there's more don't do's than there is do's. And, um, and that's where I came from. When I was 14, we switched churches and, and that's where it all shifted. But as far as my family, um, my older brother, um, the one that I talked about that, that kind of took me into his group, he, he was the one that I was probably closest to. Uh, for a while, uh, after he invited me to hang out with him and his group, his group seemed to not want me around. And instead of, instead of making me go somewhere else, he left his group to hang out with me. And so for months, it was, it was just me and him. We would, we would hang out together on Sundays, uh, we would sing together. We, we had a lot of fun. Um, certain songs, we, we would just, we, we challenged each other to sing as high as we could. And so we had a lot of fun with that. And I, I just remember, you know, he, he was the one that I had the closest relationship with. Uh, the other brothers still kind of pushed me off. Like I said, I was in the middle exactly. Um, so I had four older brothers and three younger brothers and one younger sister. And so the one that was one older than me, he's the one that kind of really took me in and I got a, got a close relationship with him and my mom and the rest. I never, I, I've never really gotten really close with them. Well, you know, in a way that's a little bit sad, um, but I can realize that because I have a brother and a sister and we're not very close either. So, I mean, you know, anyway, I think that's something you need to pray about, because now that you're coming to Karis, I feel that you are changing. And so now you still have your whole life ahead of you to try to make an impact into their lives. Willie, what I'd like to ask you is, when did you come to the knowledge of Andrew Womack? 
Of course, he's the founder of Karis Bible College and a wonderful, wonderful Bible teacher. Matter of fact, we just had him today, and he said he's been in ministry for 55 years. And that's, that's really kind of hard for us to believe because that's a long, long time, especially in your eyes. So if you would, where did you come to the knowledge of Andrew, and how long have you been listening to him? Um, and so that's that's a very interesting story. I remember I was at one of the Bible studies that my boss had on Tuesday night, and this was, I had just looked this up a while back. I remember it was Elizabeth Murin that was speaking, and I, I don't remember what she shared, but I, I do know she hasn't shared on very many Bible studies. I just remember I was at his house uh, that night, and I, I looked it up a while back on YouTube, and I found out that that was in August of 2020 that I, or 2021, that I had seen that. And so that's where I kind of, that's where it kind of all started, um, which when I looked it up, I, I was like, man, how, why did it take so long for me to really grab onto this revelation? Because it wasn't until last year, 2022, the beginning of last year, that um, that the curiosity grew. And so, but that's kind of where it started. And last year, after being spirit-filled and after I had started going to those Bible studies, actually, is when, when I kind of started to learn and, and his revelation has really changed my life. The revelation of grace and faith that he teaches is absolutely amazing and it's transformed my life. It's transformed the way that I read the word and the way that I study. Um, it's, it's completely through a new lens that I read it and see it. And so, but I would say that it started at the beginning of last year where I really started listening to Andrew. Wow, that's so good. And you bring up Elizabeth Murin. And for those people who um, do not know who that is, she runs a film and production school. And she's in charge of all the major productions that Karis puts on. And I had the opportunity in uh, April of last year to be in the production of David. And, you know, I would recommend, Willie, if you've never done that, that before you leave here, try to get in one of these productions because they lie, are life-altering and it will change your life. But like you said, um, you know, Andrew is a special person. We just had him today, and he's talking about the making of a minister, okay? That's what second-year students do. The, the teaching is much more advanced, and that's something for you to look forward to next year. But first year, is it's just basically foundational. So if you would, Willie, I, I hear you telling me that you are being changed from the inside out, and that's what happens at Charis. Paul talks about that in his letter to the Romans in chapters 12, verses 1 and 2, that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And once you give your heart to Jesus, once you surrender your life to him, your life is going to start changing, but it doesn't change overnight. It takes a while for that change. If you would, Willie, talk about some of the teachers that you've really been impressed by, and if there's any particular class that has really spoken to you. Um, there's multiple classes that I've, I've really enjoyed. One of them that we are actually in the middle of now that we started last week is called The Love of God. Uh, by Carrie Pickett, and that's that's one that's so real to me. That's why I really enjoy listening to her because she has such a revelation on the love of God. and And what I enjoy about the instructors is is everything they teach. You can see them live it. Um, that's one thing that that I've focused on a lot, and that's one thing that uh, that my boss 
always shared with me. He said, a lot of people, they can, they can tell me all about their life. They can tell me all about the revelation and everything that they've seen. But I'm going to watch the way that they live and go based off of that. But that's one course that's, that's really changed the way that I read the Word, the way that I look at the Word is, is the love of God and that He really, he really just loves His children with, with an unconditional love. A lot of times we see it as, you know, there's absolutely no way. You know, God has to, there's got to be a condition to it. But the Word says that, that it's not based off of that. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. He loved people before they even came to him. He loved those that might never come to him. And it's completely unconditional. So that's one that's been really amazing to me. And Barry, I can't name an exact course because everything everything that flows out of him is just absolutely amazing. But one thing I see in him now that, that's really amazing is just his, he, he's completely free of offense. Um, and what people say about him, what people say to him, and, and it's something that that I really work on um, and that I really pursue. And Greg as well, I remember a course we had last semester called Prosperity God's Way, um, and it really changed my view. And I, I know a lot of people they have a they have a problem with prosperity, um, but the way that Greg explained it just completely changed my view on prosperity. And Greg, he's he's an amazing teacher, one of the best instructors that I know to teach on something like that and and again with all of these instructors they live what they preach and that's that's what's so amazing to me yeah so you're right you know I'm going to talk about Carrie a little bit because Carrie has experience as a missionary she was in Russia I believe for 16 years and now her and uh, her husband basically are in charge of all of the Karis campuses so, um, you know, they have a wonderful part. And you talk about Barry, and once again, Barry Bennett, who we're talking about, he had was a missionary in South America for a long time, and he basically had a Spanish-speaking church. So, I mean, God called him to the mission field, and not only has he done wonderful things, but now his son Daniel is also a charis, and and he is really amazing for his age. But when we talk about um, Greg Moore, <clears throat> Greg is just a phenomenal teacher as well. We are just truly blessed. And, you know, I want to go to prosperity. I'm going to bring up a scripture in 3 John. 3 John is one of the few books in the Bible, only has one chapter. But in verse 2, it's very clear. This is God's heart. It says, I wish above all things that you prosper. God wants everyone to prosper. For anyone listening to this and you're against that prosperity message, this is my word for you, that one verse. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And Willie, what I like about that verse is it talks about the three areas of our body. It talks about our well-being, prosperity. It wants you to thrive. He wants you to have more than enough. That is the type of God we serve. He is a more than enough God. But he also talks about our health. And many people, Willie, just don't understand this health thing. They think healing is in the past. But God is so clear in this verse. He says, I want you to be in good health. He wants everyone to walk in health. But the third one is the soul even as your soul prospers. And the soul, Willie, is the part of us 
that has to be transformed. The soul entails your mind, your will, and your emotions. Many people call that your personality, but that can change. If you used to be mean, but you give your heart to Jesus, you can become a friendly person. And a lot of people think, well, you know, you don't, and like I said, you don't change overnight, but you can become the person God wants you to be. Your thoughts on that, Willie? Um, that's one verse that, that Greg has actually been talking about recently. And, and what I found really cool about that is a while back, I, I was reading that, and this was before I had come to school, and I was actually talking to my boss about that verse. And I was like, man, people, people can't use this verse, you know. He's talking to his friend uh, Gaius, and uh, Barry, he really explained this to me. I think it was while I was back for Thanksgiving uh, with my family or when I went back for Christmas, but I went to one of those Tuesday night Bible studies, and Barry was teaching, and he spoke on this verse, and, and one thing he said that really gave me revelation on it is he said, if it's a revelation of God's heart to one, one person, then it's a revelation of God's heart to everybody. Um, that verse is amazing to me, and it's an amazing promise, and it just shows us our soul needs to prosper. Our soul needs to be in health for our body to be in health. And like you said, it's, it's, it's being transformed. Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to the image of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can know that good and pleasing and acceptable will of God. Um, and so that's being transformed through re reading the word and through just being in God's presence. Well, Willie, you haven't gotten to second year yet, but this is what you have to look forward to. The longer we go into second year, we keep hearing this over and over and over again, is that everything we do basically stems from our relationship with God and how the sole purpose, our sole being on earth is to get to know God and who he is. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, John tells us this. It says, it is no longer I who live, but God lives in me. Jesus lives in me. We are supposed to strive to be like Jesus. That is our part. We're supposed to be like him. And it says, as he is, so are we in this world. And this isn't when you get to heaven. And a lot of people have that misconception of that verse. We are to be like Jesus here on earth right now. And that's what Matthew's prayer was when he told us the Lord's Prayer. He says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. He wanted Jesus, he came to earth for us, but his desire is that heaven come to earth. And that is our responsibility. We're supposed to get that love across to the people we share with and Willie, the, the entire world is a mission field. I don't know how you are about missions, but my thought is every day when I step out that door, every person we come into contact with is an opportunity to share the love of God. Your thoughts on that? Amen. Um, and that's one thing that's, that's become very real to me is the love of God. Um, and just like you said, 1 John 4, 17 talks about as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Um, and so for me, what's what's been an amazing revelation to me is that it's not my job to really try to love people. It's my job to become love. Um, and it talks about it in 1 Corinthians 
uh, 13, what love is. You know, love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't envy, love doesn't seek its own, all of these things. And so for me, love has become something that I become and not something that I do. And so it's been an amazing revelation to me to just live that way. Um, for me, I, I've made it not a choice for me not to love. It's just that's something that I've become and that's some that's just who I am. I try to be love and not do it. Well, that's really good. And if you go a couple verses later in First uh, Corinthians thirteen eight, the first words are "Love never fails." So you know, in Proverbs it says, "Love overlooks a multitude of faults." In other words, we're supposed to look past the faults of people. We're supposed to look at that. And I really like in First Samuel. It says, God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God wants our hearts to be changed and our hearts to be on his son, Jesus. And if our hearts are lifted towards him, in Hebrews, it says, set your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What are your thoughts on that? Um and it's something, something as well that I that I've tried to uh, discipline myself is in is keeping my thoughts on Him. It's it's super important to me to keep focused on Him um, and to have my heart set on Him because out of the abundance of the heart is how the mouth speaks. And so, um, one revelation that was really cool to me is that if if your heart is abundant in the Word and if you're reading the Word and if you're filling your heart with the Word. That's the only thing that can come out of you. Nothing else can come out of you. And so that's something amazing to me. And it's something to pursue is just having the heart towards God and having that passion only towards him to where anything desirable in the world becomes not desirable anymore. That desire for Jesus needs to become so strong that that's the only desire that we have. Well, that's that's really good. I mean, you sound like uh, for, as a 19-year-old, it seems like you're starting to get it. And the thing about it is, Willie, once you give your heart to Jesus, there's something about having Jesus inside of you. And, and Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. Before he left, he wanted to get across to his disciples that he was going to be leaving, but he made it perfectly clear to his disciples that it was a good thing for them that he would be leaving because he says, once I do that and once I depart and once he ascended, then he had the comforter and the comforter, we know him as the Holy Spirit, but he said, he will come into you and he will live in you. And that's one thing a lot of people just don't understand that entire concept, Willie. The Trinity is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and they all dwell inside of us. How excited are you about that? Very, very excited. You know, that's that's amazing to me when I read that for the first time and the Holy Spirit really revealed it to me. Um, Jesus was saying, I, it's better for you that I leave so that I can send the Holy Spirit because in Jesus' life, it was it was he was fully God and fully man at the same time, so he was limited by his body, he could only be in one place at one time. You know, he could only comfort the people that he was around. And so he said, I, I'm, I'm going away that I can send you the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is absolutely amazing. He is the comforter. He is the protector. He, he is the one that leads us into all truth. And the thing that's awesome is the Holy Spirit's not limited by a body, but the Holy Spirit can indwell in everybody that believes and receives the Holy Spirit. 
Wow, that's so good. And and what which class of Andrews have you really gotten a lot from? I know that you've had him as a teacher, and he's probably the one who brought you here. But what what have you learned from Andrew himself? Um, the main revelation that I got from him when I first started hearing him and after coming to Karis is the spirit, soul, and body, and how that in our spirit we're 100% perfect, that in our spirit we're identical to Jesus. And, and it's, it's such a blessing for me to know that, that in my body I might not be perfect, you know, in my body I might not be healed, in my body, in, in my finances it might not look like it's going the way that it should, but in the spirit God has provided everything for me. I am perfect there. I'm completely holy there and I'm completely healed and everything is provided for in my spirit and it just needs to be drawn out. Wow. You know, um, I think I'm getting ready to close. What I'd like to do, Willie, is there, is there anything else that you have on your heart that you really would like to get across? Like I said, you're a 19 year old young man and yet you've come to the realization of who Jesus truly is in about just the last year. So just speak to the audience. Just share anything that is on your heart and whatever whatever's on your mind. Well, um, one thing that comes to mind, one, one thing that's been on my heart, and that's my main heart desire, is to see people change, to see people transformed by Jesus. And so it's something amazing to me. I love to share who Jesus is is in me and and it's absolutely changed my life to see how he's he's changed me and to see him him changing others and so my heart's desire is for people to be changed um yesterday or the day before um some mission trips had come back and and i was surprised that a lot of them were sharing that uh god had to show them that it's not about you and it's something that i pray every day is i i ask god show me how much this isn't about me you know my ministry doesn't start when I get invited to preach at a church. My ministry doesn't start when I go out of the country to go be a missionary. Um, God is showing me that my ministry has already started. And the main ministry that I have is to be in relationship with Him. And so um, one thing for me is I, I want people to know God the way that I know Him or better than I know Him. And so that's my main heart's desire is for people to know God and to understand His love and to just realize that it's not about them and it's not about what you can do out of your performance, but it's about what Jesus has already done for you. Wow. <clears throat> Willie, that's so good. And, you know, let's just quickly go before we go off. What I'd like for you to do is you mentioned that you had come to the knowledge of speaking in tongues. You have started doing this. So how often do you do this and how has that impacted your life? Well, um, like I said, the first time I had spoken tongues was when I asked Jesus to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Um, that was the first time I might have spoken tongues for about a minute that day. And I just remember that evening, I, I had so much energy. And, and it was just such a revelation that this wasn't something that needed to be uh, reserved for Sundays or anything like that. This was something I could do whenever, wherever. And so I tried to, for to start my day, that's how, that's how I want to start it, is when I get up, I will pray in tongues before I read the Word and just get into the Spirit, because for me it's important to walk by the Spirit um, and to not be carnally minded. And so I would say about 30 minutes to an hour um, a day that I would speak in tongues, and, and every now and again if something's impressed to me and something that I know I need to pray for, there's been times that the Holy Spirit's put people on my heart, and I just don't know what they need. 
And I just, it's amazing to me that I can pray in tongues and I can pray with the perfect knowledge and, and all the details to the situation because the Holy Spirit always knows what's going on. And so, but I do it, I do it very often. I remember um, last year while I was still working in Kansas, there were certain times when, when I was just, I was just tired physically from working hard. And, and I just remember multiple times that I would pray in tongues and, and the Holy Spirit would just give me energy in my body to work hard for the rest of the day. And so it's something that's really changed my, my life, not only in my body, but also in, in reading the word. It's, it's given me so much revelation and the Holy Spirit's just, just always there to show me something new every day. Well, wow, that's so good. You know, the Bible mentions it goes, a lot of times we don't know how to pray. You know, just an example, if your best friend were to lose their parent or something or, or somebody really dear to them, it's, it's, you know, sometimes we don't know quite how to pray. And this is when speaking in tongues can be so powerful because a lot of times speaking in tongues is your direct link to the Spirit of God Himself, and it's like your spirit is in tune with His Spirit, and it's just so powerful. And I know I talk to people who don't want anything at all to do with tongues. They, they, they think it's something, a lot of people think it's of the devil, <clears throat> but they're wrong. And the thing about it is, I'm glad to hear you say that, but what I wanted to share just a little bit is Rick, Rick um, uh, talks about this in second year, and I, I really think that I want I want to get this across to you, but I want to share this with the audience as well. He says sometimes it's good to to plan on speaking in tongues for about an hour, and he says what he does is he pr starts with speaking in tongues, and as he's doing it, the Lord is telling him what it's in reference to, and then he switches gears and starts speaking in English, and as he's doing that. He goes back into tongues, and he goes back and forth, back and forth, and he says that really, really is beneficial. Now, give just your thoughts on that before we close. Amen. Um, so that's something that's actually happened to me as well. I remember what, while I was still living at home, there there were a couple evenings where I just I just had a, such a desire and a, and a heart to see people change that you know I would start to pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit would just bring people to mind, maybe people that I hadn't seen for a while or talked to for a while. Um, and I just, I didn't know what was going on, but I would pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit would bring these people to my mind and I would switch to English and I would pray for them as best as I could in English because you know I didn't have all of the details. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew the Holy Spirit had brought them to my mind. And so I would, I, I continued to pray in tongues. And, and this has happened a couple evenings where the Holy Spirit will just bring people to mind and I will pray for them as best as I can in my understanding and then I will go back and forth from tongues to English and, and the Holy Spirit keeps bringing people to my mind. Well, that's really good and I'm glad you said that. But what I'd like to share with the audience or encourage the audience with is this. If you are ever in a situation and the Lord brings someone that you know on your heart, I'm here to tell you that is actually the Holy Spirit reminding you that something is going on with that person right then. And when that happens, I encourage you to stop what you're doing and say a quick prayer for that person. Maybe text them, find out if everything's okay, if there's anything they may have need of in prayer. I just think that is so beneficial because there are times when the Holy Spirit, like you said, it will purposely put somebody on your mind do not let that go. Take hold of that because it's the Spirit's prompting you, and that I believe that's how the Spirit works.
Well, Willie, thanks for sharing. It was so nice having you on. Friends, if there is anyone who is listening to this podcast today and you have never taken the step of receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I ask that you repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth. You set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Yet, you were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, thank you for saving me from going to hell. Thank you. Because you were willing to die on a cross, you took my place. I deserve to die on that cross, and yet you were willing to sacrifice your life so that I might have life. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if any of you listening said that prayer today, or if you have any questions about anything you heard on this podcast today, please reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And if you want to reach out to me personally, go on Messenger, ask your question, I'll get right back with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.